This is the Introvert's Bubble with Anang of Courageous Creativity, telling introvert stories, pushing ourselves to have more adventures and misadventures and to grow. Living life how we need it. As always, rating the podcast on any apps to listen to is always appreciated. Perfect. Hey guys, I have a great guest for you. So this is Joanna from Flourishing Introverts. So thank you for coming on. Hi, thank you for having me. And so I just, I, I feel like, did you find me or someone else found me? And I think somebody else found us. Yeah. So that put us together. Yeah. Like I was trying to look through my emails, kind of like, oh, how did I find her again? And how is <laughs> stuff, which I'm perfectly fine getting introduced because I love finding other introverts. And especially when we all try to help each other, it's kind of one of the things that like, I need more people to tell. Like I need to find someone else that's like, oh. <laughs> I need someone that they, they, they live in Europe. So this person will be really helpful for you. I can't, I can't see them in person because I live in the U S <laughs> absolutely. And, um, for me, there's no such thing as competition in this area because there is so much work to be done as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Every one of us does something very differently. Yeah. I, I don't really, I don't help with businesses. I don't really do stuff. I'm kind of more like the mindset. I'm more inner work, help with your own courage and stuff like that. Fab. But, you go a little farther, and so please give us an give the rest of us an idea of what exactly you do in your business. So I do some of that in terms of the introvert helping introverts themselves, um, because as an introvert myself, I know how much of a challenge it's been. But that's also the thing that led me on to my big work, and that is tackling the extroversion bias in organizations so that we're not sidelined, so that we can reach our potential without being completely knackered all the time. That's my real work. Yeah, I've definitely been noticing that. I've been lucky in most of my jobs that I never felt so like pressured. I mean, honestly, there was only two, but they were awful jobs already. I was <laughs> like, you need to be smiling. You need to be talking. I'm kind of like, talking to who? The place yeah. is empty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and all those things. So my kind of regular role is as a trainer and coach in corporates. So I'm in that environment the whole time, seeing how introverts are being overlooked for promotions, seeing how they're ruled out as being somebody, well, they haven't really got much get up and go, have they? Well, you know, actually what we want sometimes are the steadier people who really notice what's going on and can tackle the root cause of a problem rather than jumping at a quick solution. So I'm in the corner of introverts saying you need us as much as or more than you think you do to the organizations. Oh, that's definitely something like I know some people, they don't want to have their own business. They don't want to have to do the hustle and everything else. They want to work in a job just fine. But they're all kind of like, it's, it's so hard to find one that's the atmosphere is getting more and more extroverted with the open floor pan, plan, yeah. all these like 101 meetings. And we're all supposed to be saying all these different things. I know one friend who got actually overlooked for a promotion and she's like, why didn't you even consider me? He's like, well, you didn't talk about it. It's like, no, I told you <laughs> twice. The other guy who got it wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah. And she's kind of like, he literally brought it up to this guy like I did this like this would be really good as a manager thing like whatever position it was it's kind of like that sounded annoying to everyone else but somehow it was good to the upper people to what this guy was doing while everyone else thought it was just annoying well and the thing that I've noticed about that is how 
you know, typically those people don't make the best leaders because they're not the people who listen. They're not the people who notice when maybe something has, somebody has something to say, but they're not contributing. So they have high energy. They create a momentum, but that doesn't automatically make them a great leader. And my thing is about helping introverts become great leaders of the future. Because let's face it, we've had some big introverts leading in the past. And, and you, over in the US, you talk about it or you identify it much more than we do. So when I'm looking for well-known introverts, I pick up tons of introverted leaders in the US, hardly any in the UK and Europe. Really interesting. Oh, that's strange. Mm. I say like the Scandinavian areas, like Norway and everything else, that that culture is more introverted. Yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely very, I would love to go there just so I can like feel more (laughs) connected with these people. (laughs) Yeah. I had um, a brilliant trip to um, Swedish Lapland a couple of years ago. And it was so peaceful. I mean, not only was the snow like Narnia, it was so gorgeous. But actually, the people were just quiet. They were respectful. I, I really felt at home there. So, yeah, I'd, I think it's a great place for introverts, any of those Scandinavian countries, actually. Oh, all right. So what, how do you actually support introverts in fulfilling like, their potential without actually feeling like or pretending they're something they're not? And that's the big catchphrase for me is that uh, I'm currently putting together an online program and it's for introverts so that they can flourish without pretending to be something they're not. Because I spent too many years and I'm, I, you know, I got on, I got promotion, I got to good positions in organizations by pretending, but the toll it took on me was massive. So for me, what I'm all about is helping an introvert identify their true strengths, find a way to communicate those so that organizations, managers, team leaders see the value in those strengths and then kind of really play to them. So identify them, find a way to communicate about them and then play to those strengths in the organizations. That's my approach to this. Okay. Well, just for kind of an introduction, like what is a way people can find what traits are good to actually like for us in introverts we just hear the the crap about I know. Like, can't you talk more can't you smile more well that's a whole different bag but <laughs> yeah absolutely um so i've i've got this quiz which is what type of introvert are you which isn't just the myers-briggs thing it focuses purely on the introvert And what I've identified, you see, is that there are basically six different types of introvert. There's our classic introvert, who is the one who is particularly quiet, who's best as a solo worker, who's very diligent, who won't necessarily contribute very much, but when they do, it's gold, you know, one of those. But the other five types, whilst they may be a pure type in their own right, like an open introvert who's good at talking about their feelings or a dynamic introvert who's really good at um, learning in groups and kind of working with a group of people or an engaging introvert who's particularly good on stage in front of a big audience, for instance. You can be one of those five types or a combination. And once you start to understand your own unique type, then you can start to figure out what your real strengths are 
and I'm quite particular about how I define a strength. It's the thing that you can do consistently, effortlessly. So it's not what I'm good at necessarily, because some of the things I'm good at, I'm good at because I have to work really hard at it and I can't do it consistently. But a strength is something I can do consistently and relatively effortlessly. So once I understand what those things are, then I can figure out a way to articulate them so that I can um, really play to them in the right situations in a workplace. Yeah, that point that you just said about the difference between strengths and what you're good at, like I was like, I was sitting there like, oh my God, there's a lot of things that, <laughs> Yeah, I'm technically good at, but partially because I've been forced to be in uh, customer service jobs for yeah. almost two decades. Or actually, no, over two decades. So, yeah, I'm good at some of that stuff. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And therefore, for me, in my world, that doesn't make that strength. So. Yeah. So somebody who would be good, for instance, might be a social introvert. They'd be good in a customer service role because the the social bit is the kind of the extrovert trait or behavior that that particular introvert can use without being depleted. So many of us aren't a pure classic introvert. We have extrovert traits and behaviors that we can use easily. Um, so a sociable introvert could do a customer service role really well, but when they switch off, they switch off like the rest of us and need to retreat. So they have to take particular care of their batteries, their mental batteries, because they're in that environment all the time where if they do too much, it's going to get depleted. When they do it, they love it and it's great, but they have to just watch their battery levels the whole time. Yeah, I did, I did take the quiz. I am a social introvert. Right. That doesn't surprise me. (laughs) Well, that's how I do with my podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I do pretty well with, I had to be very particular about which customer service jobs I used to do. When I did one that was really busy, really loud, I couldn't do it. But I worked at a bookstore for years and that one was great because people wanted to talk about books. That's already like a love (laughs) of my life right there. Yeah. And most of the time, unless around holiday season, they're just, they want to take their time. They're looking, if they're kind of in a hurry, it's still not like, I need to get this in like two seconds. They're kind of like, can we get this in like two minutes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is fine. I'm like, half that minute is me walking to the book. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I can see how that would be such a good role because you're, you're working. So I also apply the Japanese um, concept of ikigai. Oh, you know, ikigai. Yeah, exactly. And where you were working there was exactly in your sweet spot, your love of books with a little bit of social interaction, not over the top, not too busy. Perfect. Yeah, because I've been I've been reading up on it and I've been really studying it. I I have several books on Ikigai, so I'm kind of like, I might have to make like a course or something for that because it's just so cool and it's so easy. Absolutely. Okay, so how... Are ways can introverts shine in like their workplace? So one of the things they can do, let's take, for instance, um, a, a problem-solving meeting. Typically what we praise these days is that innovative thinking. And yeah, introverts can be innovative, but what we're overlooking is the adaptive style of innovation, of creativity. And the more that um, an introvert is given a bit of time beforehand to do their own mulling before they get into a problem-solving situation, let's say, 
then what they can do is they can bring some quite unique um, solutions or suggestions. But what they won't be able to do, which is what most of us are thrust into, is thinking on our feet and coming up with ideas quick as anything. So if an introvert is given the time to do their own little bit of exploration, then what they can do is they can bring their ideas and it just needs a good chairperson to make sure that their thought through creativity is integrated with the in the moment creativity of the meeting. And what that typically leads to is is being able to solve the root cause of a problem, not just the presenting issue. Because all that stuff we do in the moment is tackling kind of the thing that's right there in front of our faces. Whereas an introvert who's going to think deeper about this stuff is going to look at the root cause and sort the problem once and for all. So that's one particular area where I think they add great value. I also think most introverts, because they're good working on their own, they're good solo workers, they're resourceful, they're not needy. so, So they actually are respectful of other people's time. And I think that's a huge benefit to bring to the business. Um, they're also not drama queens or kings. So, you know, they don't escalate a, a situation out of control. And if I was a team leader pulling together a team, I'd want people who had that calming influence, that it wasn't all hype and in your face. And that's, that's another area where introverts really come into their own in my book. Oh, yeah, those definitely those last two points. I've gotten a lot of times when they're like, this is technically something not one, anyone wants to do because it's kind of long and kind of tedious. But it's like, but you get to work by yourself for the next three hours. I'm like, give me the instructions and leave me alone. I'm <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so the other thing is that um, when introverts become managers, typically they're not micromanagers because they like to be left alone. They know how to leave other people alone quite well. Now that can go the other way because sometimes they don't give enough or don't appear to give people enough support. But it's about opening the lines of communication between the manager and the person being managed. But better not to be micromanaged because then people feel that they're not trusted and they're not respected. And then they become dependent on the manager. So what happens, rather than thinking it through for myself, I'll just go and ask the manager. They'll give me the answer. So, you know, there's a a lovely um, nuance that, introverts bring to that management role as well huh I, honestly, I don't know any really any introvert managers and everything else because I got out of that stuff as soon as I possibly could because I wanted to work for myself <laughs> I wanted kind of my own space and got out when I could but yeah how can you do better as an introvert in your own personal life uh so I think it's about making sure that you have bound clear boundaries in place. So one of the things I've noticed is that um, we need that personal space. We have our own recharging needs. We're not always particularly good about communicating those. So we can get in trouble with family and friends about not showing up to things or not wanting to do things. So it's about starting with a really clear boundary. 
So this is acceptable. This not is not acceptable. This is when I will show up. This is when I may show up. And this is when I won't show up. And these are the type of conversations that we need to have in order that that's understood so that I'm not pitied as an introvert, so that people don't feel sorry for me as an introvert, which I've heard all too often. Because as we know, there's a huge difference between being alone and loneliness. I love being alone and I would, I can't remember a time where I've said I'm lonely. I really can't. So it's about helping other people understand that. So boundaries, setting them, communicating them, and then sticking to them, managing those boundaries is a really great place to start. Oh yeah. I definitely remember when I was younger, I did not do very good at telling people Mm. like hey I'm gonna take a couple days off like I won't get back to like I would just I would do stuff with friends for days at a time and have school and work and then I would just disappear yeah like no one could no one found me on social media no one could (laughs) text or message me like I might get to something if it was important like hey so-and-so is feeling sick or it was like something like I really need to talk to you kind of thing but they were like hey who wants to anyone get lunch and I would just be kind of like delete (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely Absolutely. And I think, you know, we've passed that time where uh, it wasn't okay to say we were an introvert, but there's still too much division and blame and finger pointing that goes on in terms of, you know, extroverts don't understand us. Well, do we help extroverts understand us? Do we understand what makes them different? And so I'm all for tolerance and understanding about what makes us different rather than blaming and creating further divides. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I definitely, I was kind of like talking to people because like, well, I can't tell, like my husband just should know this. Like how? Telepathy? Like, <laughs> he won't know more about you unless you tell him. He's not, exactly. there's no like manual out there of like how to care for your introvert <laughs> kind of thing. Perhaps there ought to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and now our reluctance to communicate, I think because in my case, certainly, I can only speak for me, obviously, but in my case, I'd had so many years of thinking there was something wrong with me that then why would I communicate to somebody what was wrong with me? So I kind of didn't want to do it. And it's only when I started to see, see the real positive side and actually how it was part of a big bias that was going on that I thought, hell no, actually, these are my positive qualities. This is what makes introversion good. The world needs more quiet power right now, not bluster. So let me talk about what that is and let me talk about why it's important. And let me talk about why it's important for my mental health as well as my physical health. Oh, God, yeah. I've been such a big advocate for taking care of yourself. And I can't remember who I was talking to. And it's kind of, you do know, Yes, there's something wrong with you. It may not be what you think it is, but we all have something wrong with you. Like, just pick your own train wreck and we'll all go together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's never always as bad as people think. Like, yeah, I can be a little quiet all the time and then just be straight blunt, mm-hmm. but I don't try to be cruel about it. Like, there's got to be tact behind it. It's the one thing I remember hearing. It was Kristen Bell's, an actress, her therapist told her like honesty without tact is cruelty. And yeah. I've definitely taken that to heart. Like, yeah, I can be blunt. Cause I, at least to some people, I, I think I am because, because I don't like the flourish. I don't really care to work my way into things. If there's like, if it's nothing like 
horrible of like, I'm not doing an intervention with them. It's yeah. Like, Hey, um, I wouldn't do that because that was uh, illegal. Like, right. I'll just, I'll jump into that. Other people were kind of like, Oh, I don't know, sweetie. No, no, that was stupid. Please don't do it. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, th- I, th- I love that concept actually of honesty, but with tact because I have no intention to be unkind but neither am I going to wrap things up so that people feel better about themselves because actually what we're also missing, I think is enough, enough honest conversation between people. Oh yeah. There's just not enough. People are too worried about saying the wrong thing. Yeah. And the other half is so busy about trying to be right instead of doing right. Yeah. Okay. Can we, can we just kind of, can we go out of our like apps and ends and just even just one step forward of, Yes, this is how you work. This is how I work. This is how we can mend it and blend it together. But there's also yes. some things of like, if this is really important to me, you need to take a step further to make that easier for me. But this is something, if that's something that's really important to you, then I can take a step forward to kind of pick up the slack. I've had some people who are great with talking to other people and I let them do the most of the talking, but I still do some because I'm not going to leave it to them to do it all. Yeah, represent me when I'm not even saying in my own voice. But there are other times where that friend is always a little harder to talk about something very personal because it's it's hard. It's it's so new and fresh, and so I'm there to help advocate or make sure the person doesn't try to push them to say something they don't want to say. Like nice. that's kind of yeah. As me as the introvert, I have like the mom gene, though I'm not <laughs> mother any in any way. I never will be, but I will have like the protective aunt mom gene thing going there. It's kind of like, you're pushing them, you're going to leave them alone. Yeah, whereas I've got the queen gene. <laughs> so, so I don't really have a mum gene at all. I have a queen gene in terms of actually this is your this is you rule this domain. Step up, straighten your crown and get on with it. So if I'm with friends, I'll, I'm more the mom, but if I'm like doing stuff on my own, like no, this is how I'm doing it, especially with my own business. Like who uh, am I? They're like, "Well, have you you got to ask someone? Ask who? My the other voices in my head, my dog, like, what do you expect me to like discuss this with? I, it's me. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Same here. But I'm fortunate in that, uh, I guess, similar to you, I've got a great support network. I've got some great mentors and coaches who challenge the hell out of me and support me really well. And that keeps me growing and going in the right direction. I've got to say. Yeah. I definitely have been loving I feel like introverts are pretty good at because then we have that one-on-one work. Working with coaches is just awesome. I yeah. love digging in. I love the, the the hard work of it all because also it's deeper discussions and like, yeah, yeah, you're here to help me have these deep discussions and regularly. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And and for most of us, it's those deep and meaningful conversations that we really get into. So this whole nonsense about introverts don't have anything to say. Give us something that is is important to talk about and we'll keep talking. You won't shut us up in my experience anyway, but it's the meaningless stuff that I have no time for. Yeah. I know I have some people like, oh, let's talk about sports. I'm kind of like, there's a ball. <laughs> Dad, there's yeah. scores. Okay. I'm, it's, it's, like I know the general basics of them all. I could not care less. But you told me to talk about books, dogs, podcasting. Like I could just go on for days yeah because I yeah. love doing it I love talking about it and if I have I've actually worn a shirt that I got from a conference that says I love podcasting 
And I actually was out at a coffee shop and some random guy come up to me. It's like, oh, you love Parkinson too? Like, I really want to get into it. I'm like, complete stranger. Like, usually I've been kind of like, please get away from me. Like that, <laughs> I was kind of like, discussion, bring this now. You have exactly. Notes. <laughs> Uh, and that's back to that sweet spot. So if we go track right back to the kind of beginning of our conversation in terms of when you know what your strengths are, you'll know when it's going to be easy to have that conversation and when you can step up and actually the things that are meaningful to you, the things that you value and that add value are the things you're going to love doing and, and be good at. Oh, definitely. Okay. So thank you for coming on. We will definitely have the link to that quiz because I found it very interesting Thank because you. I, I knew there was variations in introverts, but I had no idea what kind. And I wasn't really finding very much out there. So I like knowing I'm a social one and how that has helped me figure out what I'm good at. Excellent. Strength wise. But what I think, hmm, what can I just uh, have someone else do for me? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's then down to you to decide when and if you need to ramp the other one, the other kind of aspects up or whether you're fine the way you are. So, but it's always got to be authentic, never pretending because it doesn't work. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the links to the blog and my Patreon where you can get more info, check out products. Hit me up on Instagram at the Introverts Bubble or Courageous Creativity. 